Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only switch-hitting golfer that I know, Mr. Andrew Hansen, and we are here to talk about the Arnold Palmer Invitational at the wonderful Bay Hill Country Club. Andrew, how are you doing on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon, March 2nd? I'm doing well, thanks. And I actually feel like I'm in the right context here, the right conditions to break down this event because in the Northeast, it is very windy today. Mm. Last night, we actually, last night we lost power for a few seconds during the NBA coverage. That was a bit of a uh, stressful blip, but we, we got it back quickly. But then Good. overnight, I mean, kind of ravaged the area. The, the, uh, the Little League baseball field in town, the roof blew off one of the dugouts. And oh, it just no. it flew across the parking lot. So, I mean, we're talking major, major wind. And there could be some significant wind in the event this weekend down in uh, in Bay Hill. Absolutely. And baseball-wise, I know you're coaching uh, the, the youngster. So did you give them all the, the signs that stealing and... You know all that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, that'll come soon. I mean, we gotta we gotta get the the other fundamentals first. Uh, you know, fielding the ground ball and and you're hitting your target here because we're talking little leaguers for this group. But yeah, I mean, you know, it it feels like baseball because we're talking about uh, yes. you know indoor workouts here and and the dugouts around town. But we still have snow, so we don't have the the nice conditions that they have down in Florida. I'll tell you, Dawson will kill me, and he's going to be doing the NBA show with me next week. But when he was, I think, six, I did the old baseball coaching deal with him. And I was playing catch with him before the game. And, you know, six-year-olds or six-year-old. And he missed the ball, hits him right in the mouth, you know, uh, bleeding, everything, the whole nine yards. Took him home, and his mom was like, no, he's not playing baseball. No. <laughs> so you may want to want to play catch to the side initially with these guys. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so Dawson will deny that story too, but it is true. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so you're right. I mean, last year was incredibly difficult at Bay Hill. Uh, a minus four won the tournament. Tyrrell Hatton uh, is the defending champ. And yeah, they had all kinds of wind issues last year. It was... Uh, some some guys withdrew. It was that bad. But normally this tournament is still tough. It's you know, you got to you're tested here. But, you know, 11, 12, 14 under is more like, you know, what we could expect if the weather holds. Uh, so, you know, last year was sort of an outlier, but it's not an easy course. And I know we talked prior and, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some big differences, you know, last week and this week with now being on the Florida swing, you know, you're you're putting on a completely different surface than you did uh, in California. So, you know, the Bermuda greens, uh, some some guys, that's just that's their thing. And, uh, you know, others, if they're in California or Hawaii or whatever, you know, Poe or whatever else they're putting on uh, is just a whole different role. So. You'll see guys like Morikawa last week that won, uh, that was in our winning lineup. And, uh, you know, that's just he putts much better on that surface. So I think, you know, I know you're going to go over putting. And then, of course, uh, you know, the key factor is the iron play uh, into these greens. Because where on some of these courses they're hitting wedge at nine iron all the time, 
these guys, you know, you're tested. You're going to have a five iron, which for them is like ridiculous. They don't usually have to hit that strong of a club, but they're going to have, you know, five, six irons and have to really try to place it in the right spots on these greens, which makes it a little bit tougher. Yeah, and one thing we didn't have last week was the course that we were used to seeing. It was the first PGA event at the concession. But yeah. good old Bay Hill here, we've seen it for four decades. And yeah. when I think of this tournament, what I think of are lots of bunkers, lots of water, and that wind. And yeah. you can get some big scores because of the different hazards and, and, and bunkers, etc., um, and so, like you said, you can see some winners here shoot in the teens under par, um, but it, you know, the cut is usually around even par. The last few years, right. it's been between one over and three over, so it's usually not a birdie fest. And scrambling is very important around the greens, and then uh, the putting, like you said, um, yeah. it can come down to who can make the most birdies when they do hit the green, and then and then the scramble, who can get up and down. So I, I looked at putting statistics a little bit for this week. I looked at greens and regulation, and that has been the key. If, if you look at some of the recent winners, the categories they've, they've been high in consistently have been putting and, and greens and regulation. So we went into those stats this week. Exactly. And, you know, it's a par 72, uh, about 7,400 yards. So it's not like it's, you know, we've, we've had some longer uh, par 71s that we've we've had to uh, look at here and then some, you know, much longer par 72s. But it's the, a fair distance and a par 72, but it's tough. I mean, it's there's a lot, like you said, a lot of water. A lot of times, you know, it'll, it'll challenge uh, the players to, whether they want to go for shots or not. Uh, I know the sixth tee if you, is a par five. And if you know, the talk is DeChambeau may try to drive it over the lake uh, onto the green on that par five. So we'll see if he has the, the gonads to do it, but uh, it would be a pretty amazing shot because it's a long carry. That'll be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Uh, a couple of things here. Uh, let's go right to the odds board. And sure. I know you're on this... Uh, one game losing streak on the quiz here. So I know it, it bothered you throughout the week. You lost sleep, you know, you weren't eating right. So we're going to give you a chance to, to get uh, a win today. So uh, I think it's real important to share these uh, odds because if you really like someone here, this is the time to get uh, the, the, the best odds on them before they, they start shifting around and plus, it gives you a feel from the DFS perspective more in golf, really, than any of the other sports as far as the odds go, because there's a lot baked into Vegas putting those uh, lines together. So we have the favorite here, Rory McIlroy at seven and a half to one. DeChambeau is at 11 with Hovland. Tyrrell Hatton, the defending champ, at 15. Uh, M and Reed are at 18. Fitzpatrick, Casey, uh, Matsuyama, all 22. Spieth, 25. Jason Day and Francisco Molinari and uh, Louis Oosthuizen are all 30 to 1. And then Tommy Fleetwood, Billy Horschel, Max Homa, 35. Mark Leishman, my man Will Zalatoris, who uh, might might be uh, loving this uh, Bermuda, by the way. Um, 
Sam Burns and those guys are 40 to one. Harris English at 50 to one, which is he's got a top 10 here last year. Uh, Jason Kokrak is getting a lot of early action. He was 50 to one. He's 32 to one. So somebody plunked a couple big nickels on him. And then this is where the challenge comes in. So I gave you the top 20. So we're looking 21 through 25, the thing, same thing that stumped you last week. And we're going to go for the three in, three out. That's how tough it is. Because we're gonna, we're you're you're the golf guru, so you can pull this off. All right, yeah, I think there could be some bigger names here coming up that you haven't mentioned yet. Hopefully, I heard everybody you said, but Justin Rose could he be in this group? Justin Rose is in the group. He is twenty second. Very okay. good. He's fifty five to one. How about Ricky Fowler? He is twenty fifth. So you're two for two. He is at sixty five to one. All right, and. Can we go three for three? Did you say Kevin Kisner? I he you just missed. He's twenty seventh at seventy two to one. What a nice number on mm-hmm. him. Okay, so you got one strike. Uh, how about well, if Kevin Kisner didn't work, how about Kevin Na? Kevin Na is the next on the list. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right, he is forty seven to one, twenty first on the board. So well done. Your other two were. Uh, Carmen Tringali and Ricky Fowler, both 65 to 1. So well done, sir. Very well done. But that that gives uh, uh, the winning streak starting for Andrew again, and that gives the listeners an idea of, you know, where where Vegas sees this field at this point. So uh, please give us some of these wonderful stats that I know I utilized the last four weeks in a row. We've had strong nice winners in golf so we're going for the five week sweep in pga so let's get it done let's do it yeah by the way i like a couple of those 30 and 40 and 50 to 1 guys and some of them will pop up here in some of these stats okay so uh, looking at putting i took uh i took a peek at guys who are in the top 20 this season who are the hot putters right now and and who's playing this week patrick reed right at the top no big surprise there. Louis Oosthuizen, who you mentioned, pretty good odds. Yeah. Uh, your man, Brendan Todd, who is mm. only 7,300 this week on DraftKings. Uh, solid weekend last weekend, decent finish. Mal Nadi, who has been kind to us in the past, hasn't yeah. really been at the top of his game the last few weeks, but you do get a discount on him if you hope that he puts it back together. He's only 6,500 on DraftKings. Wow. Jason Kokrak, maybe this is why. Uh, mm. the, the putter's heating up. He was, what, tied for ninth last week at the yep. WGC event. And he's been, that's the thing. You know, in the past, he hadn't had as many top finishes. And then he got, in the last year or so, his putting's really improved. And yep. uh, the success has really followed. So he's a great putter this year playing this week. Tyrrell Hatton, um, as you mentioned, the uh, defending champ. Sam Burns. Uh, this is a guy mm. that you've played a lot and had success with, and yeah. uh, he is coming off that third place finish at the Genesis in his last start. So I'd like yeah, he's I'd getting like he's nineteenth in the list. So I mean, he's getting respect from the the betting public for sure. Absolutely. Now the other category I looked at here for stats this year are greens and regulation, and okay. 
The top 10 here, there's an interesting uh, group of players. A lot of them are more value plays. And the guy that's first here, greens and regulation this season, who's playing this week, Matthew Neesmith. And hmm. he is one of my value plays. I'll just I'll just jump right into it. He's 6,900 on nice. DraftKings. And you remember the last time he played, we talked about how the two times before that, his last two starts were tied for 7th and tied for 16th. So yeah. we, we locked him in on DraftKings, and he got us a tie for 20th. So that's Beautiful. three top 20s in a row. For a guy who's only 6,900 on DraftKings? How about it? At betus.com.pa, all the odds I just read to you, he's 110 to 1. Right. Well, I mean, that's... There's, where, there's a nice uh, investment. It could be. And, and that's, you know, a tall order for him to actually go out and win. But, you know, if you shop around, you can find a top 20 bet that you like. Yeah. Um, you know, last week, I only made two bets. I put a little money on, on Rory to win. He didn't, obviously, but he finished top 10. And then yeah. I found a bet for um, Cameron Smith, top 40. And hmm. you know he was in the top 10 there for a while he, and finished, uh, I believe, top 20. And that was an easy cash. And so, it, you know, obviously betting for the win is, yeah. uh, is exciting. Shooting for the stars. <laughs> but don't be afraid to look at those top 20 bets. And yeah. I think Neesmith could, could have some value there. I like it. Next on the list here for greens and regulation, Russell Knox. And hmm. he's another uh, cheap price here. And the reason that I'm even more uh, attracted to him this week is because of that wind. And, you know, okay. I started thinking about guys who performed well at Pebble Beach recently. We know that right. that's, you know, right on the coast. Wind is always an issue. Uh, colder temperatures. So slightly different conditions than Florida yeah. with the temperature. But, you know, Russell Knox was tied for seventh at Pebble Beach this year. And I like... You know, I like his uh, profile for an event like this. If it's going to be windy, um, you know, just being able to um, use those irons and get on the greens in all the various conditions. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Cameron Percy is next. Another value play. Only 6,500. He was tied for seventh last week in Puerto Rico. They had that other event taking place while the WGC event was was happening. Mm -hmm. um, Emiliano Grillo. Another value play, 7,400. He was tied for 11th last week in Puerto Rico. We know he can get hot. Um, Aaron Wise, 6,700. Martin Laird, 6,400. He's won this event before. He has missed his last three cuts, so not, not the greatest form coming in. But for the season, he's been excellent with greens of regulation. Yeah. And then Victor Hovland. Finally, we have a higher-priced player here do you of, see the hole he he fell apart over back and forth for the eight? I was last actually week? watching that, and um, yeah, it's unfortunate because he was so hot. He was, and then all of a sudden you get uh, you get the other, and you know really interferes with your chances of winning. But yeah, uh, he's coming on here lately, isn't he? Oh, he is. I mean, he's he's such a young guy. People forget. I mean, he's still, you know, getting his feet under him. He's, he's always dangerous. Once he, you know, eliminates a few of those blow up, cause it seems like he always has a blow up hole or two that really hurt him. And once he eliminates those, he's going to be tough. Yes. He tough is. to beat. Yeah. So that was the top 10. There's a couple other guys in the top 20 who are playing, uh, Norlander 7,200, Corey Connors yeah. 7,300. And then Sam Burns again. So how about that? He's the only guy here, mm. top 10 in putting, 
top 20 greens in regulation. Not a bad little combo. Not at all. Not at all. And I'll, let me let me throw this into the mix since it is such a big part of this uh, tournament. I am on weather.com. So now we're, we're covering all the bases for you here. So the forecast there uh, for the tournament, su- uh, Thursday looks like the best day by far. Sunny, 76, light winds. So Thursday should be getting getting after it. Friday, just partly sunny, still very light winds, no problems. But here's where it gets tricky, after the cut. So I don't think the weather is going to affect making the cut. Uh, that's important to know because I know when I see bad weather early in a tournament or winds, uh, rain, you know, I, I have a tendency to, to go a little bit more toward the Europeans because they play in it all the time over there. Everything is flat, windy, and wet usually uh, as, as often as, it, as possible usually in England and Scotland and those places. So, But I don't think it's going to make a difference prior to the cut. Now, listen to this weekend, though. This is when it's going to get nasty. You're going to have tougher pin placements for Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, it's supposed to be 60% chance of thunderstorms, 16 to 18 mile an hour winds. And then on Sunday, the rain chance goes down and it's going to be partly cloudy, but 18 to 20 mile an hour winds. So, you know, we're going to have two different events here. The Thursday, Friday, and then the Saturday, Sunday is going to be very interesting. That, that will make it entertaining. And uh, just enough weather there to, to make it a factor, I think, for some of our selections. Definitely. Um, that pretty much wraps up the stats over there in those categories. Um, I know you had looked at uh, some of the guys who just have had a lot of success here on this course. Did you want yeah. to highlight a couple of those? Yeah, I've got, I just put seven guys down. I, I usually like to look back you know, realistically the last five or six years. And, you know, if, if it's a tournament where somebody like a Bubba Watson had won three or four at that, I mean, that means a lot when guys win multiple times in places, but, uh, this tournament, um, I just look, I generally like, I, you, uh, usually do like to look at the last five years or so, cause it's more relevant. And at the, you know, once you get past that, you had Jason day, is done great here, but he has not played well. So really these, this group of seven is all playing well and have done well here. And so they're, they've zoomed to the top of my list of, uh, of picks here. Uh, Leishman, uh, Sunjay M, uh, of course, Bryson DeChambeau, who's top five last year, Harris English, who I meant mentioned Fitzy, uh, Fitzpatrick. I know you like him a lot. He's done super well here. And then as he, if he needed the help, Morikawa has a good history here in his short uh, career. So he was a top 10 last, uh, last week or last year. And then the other guy is Tommy Fleetwood. He's had multiple good finishes here. Uh, Not quite at the top of his game right now, but he's the kind of guy that, you know, with a course like this that he likes could shoot, you know, upper sixties every day. And, you know, if you look at Hatton's score last year, on Saturday and Sunday, he shot 73 and 74 and still won. So it's, you know, you don't have to go low and, and scorch a 61, 62 like these guys do on, on some of the uh, trails. You know, here 
you just slow and steady and get your 68 or 69 and, and you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. And I think that the course history is very important. And I was, I was going to zero in on Morikawa as well because of that, but I think he has dropped out of the field after winning last week. Oh, did he drop out? Okay. I did not hear that. So all the other guys you mentioned are playing again this year. Okay. Um, And some of them, I I do like their form. Um, Bryson, we've talked about here in recent weeks that he's been tinkering with things, his clubs, his swing, his body. What else is new? (laughs) Yeah. And he, you know, he had one of those um, Jekyll and Hyde type performances last week where he was way up in the 70s and then he was birdieing everything way down in the 60s. So he's one of those really boomer bust guys to me right now. Can he put it all together for four consecutive rounds? Leishman also, you know, has had a couple good finishes recently, then tied for 39th last week. I wonder if he's trending down or or will he recover that magic that he's had on this course? Fitzpatrick I like a lot uh, out of the guys you just mentioned. He was number one in putting last year. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing that always helps him, and another one of those Europeans that is going to be comfortable in this weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rory, um, you know, I I was on him last week, uh, and I'm interested in him again here as a as a former winner. Um, he's actually the guy that I right now I'm thinking about paying up for again. Have you okay. have you decided on a guy that you are willing to spend up for? You know, uh, it's odd for me this week. I'm, you know, normally will pay up like I, you know, I do for the uh, a real expensive guy, and then look for a couple of your great value plays, and then balance it out. But I really, this is probably if I stick with what I have right now, my most balanced lineup. I, I really don't have any of the low price guys, but I, I shied away from some of the the biggest names. My favorite guy right now is is Sunjay M. He's my he's my number one seeded guy. He's not cheap by any stretch, but he's not the, the you know the highest priced uh, guys in this one. So, you know, it's going to be pretty balanced lineup for me with M probably leading the way. Okay, I had a couple other random thoughts to to add to the mix. Uh, Jordan Spieth making his first appearance here. And he's been playing a lot better. I'm not sure I'm going to pay up for him, though, on his first time on this course. Yeah. Um, there's this award, I guess, they give out every year uh, that you you mentioned, I think, that this is an invitational and, you know, they limit it to around 120 players per year. And yeah. uh, it's called the Best Representing the Arnold Palmer Legacy Award. Mm-hmm. And Mor- Morikawa got it one year. And there's a college player named Matthias Schmid who got it this year. And the reason I mention this award is because one of the other former winners of it, Maverick McNeely, is a guy yeah. that I, I kind of like this week. He fits that same profile as Russell Knox in terms of playing well in the wind, playing well at Pebble Beach. Uh, he finished second in that event. And the value on him at 7100 on... DraftKings, 8,800 on FanDuel. I think that's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, so he's a guy I'm looking at. Um, and we often try to get a guy in the 6K range or two to pay up for one of these studs. And, you know, if you go with guys like McNeely and Neesmith, then I don't think you necessarily need to go lower than that this week. But there are some some guys to consider. And I, 
I want to I want to mention five or six here that I'm looking at. Um, haven't made any final decisions yet, but some guys that that pop out at me for various reasons. Keith Mitchell, sixty seven hundred on DraftKings. He's had a couple really high finishes here. It hasn't been playing great, but maybe if he's back in his home state here, familiar surroundings, he'll get back on track. Lucas Glover, similar. Florida guy, uh, had a stretch here recently where he hasn't been at the top of his game, but played last week in Puerto Rico, finished 39th. Uh, he could be trending in the right direction. Kyle Stanley, who we've played recently, uh, yeah. you know, he added another top 40. That's five straight top 40s for him. He's, He's only playing good golf. Sixty-five hundred. Um, yeah, you can win uh, in any format, cash, GPP, uh, with a cheap guy who finishes top forty. No doubt. I mean, getting those value guys through the cut is just su- such a key. I mean, huge. If you can get all six through, then you got a really good fighting chance because that's hard to do. It's it's not easy, um, you know. And sometimes you can cash. You're not going to take down the big, big bucks, but you're going to cash. Uh, you know, if you have five really good guys, you get through. But once you start getting two guys cut, it's reload for the weekend time. So, you you know, those guys like that, you know, that you just mentioned are are really good players because they're they're consistent right now. And the you know, the chances of them making the cut at a value price you know, gets half the half of the value for you because even if they don't play well on the weekend, they're still gathering points for pars or whatever. And very seldom do you have somebody go backwards in the score once they've made the cut. I mean, it can happen. I've seen it. But, uh, you know, that's generally the goal with these guys. And that's why those key value plays are, are so important because if you have two guys in the top five going into the weekend and two guys miss the cut, you're not in too good a shape, unfortunately. That's right. A uh, couple more here to mention. Uh, you know I'm going to mention Steve Stricker if he's playing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he and his uh, Ryder Cup captain counterpart, Patty Harrington, they're both in the field this week. Uh, and he's 6,400. Remember, he finished tied for fourth in Phoenix. So there's a reason I mention him all the time as a 6K guy. And then three more. We've got Sepp Straka, who's only 6,400. Uh, that's a little bit low for him, I think. Jason yeah. Jason Duffner, sixty two hundred. The Duff, uh, you the, know, the Duff just <laughs> man. What is wrong? What happened to his game? By the way, you know, he's just one of those boomer bust guys who can yeah. get hot with the irons, hit it tight, hit four or five birdies. He almost always has one of those others, and yes. you get all excited about how he's playing, and then before you know it, he's backed up three or four shots. Yeah. Um, but he did finish tied for 26th at Pebble Beach. Uh, mm-hmm. Good price tag for him. And then last guy, Tyler McCumber, 6,100. He had two top 10s back in the fall. And, you know, with a $6,100 player, you're not going to get, uh, you know, five, six straight top 20s. But right. you want you want a guy who can finish in the top 10, who's shown that recently, and he has. So there's a, a GPP option potentially. Yeah, that's a long one for sure. By the way, I don't know if Stricker will be in the field because I, I don't think they're going to let him uh, strap his uh, walker to the back of the cart. So <laughs> He, he <laughs> no, manages I, to I get it done. I don't know how he does hey, it. Hey, we, we rostered him in Phoenix, and yeah. he made the cut. And it was re- I mean, he, wasn't just made, he didn't just make the cut. He was in the thick of he it. He was in the thick of it. So, it's it's yeah. his putting. I mean, it yeah. just 
it always kind of comes in handy when you're playing these PGA Tour events, and he's won many times on tour. So no doubt he still has it. He has it enough to to compete. Well, you know, a couple of things here at DFS Coach Talk, we do this PGA show every Tuesday. Uh, It's a weekly show, and it it covers the whole entire tournament. We uh, then uh, on Wednesday night, so tomorrow night in our Discord with our members, we'll give out our uh, DraftKings coaches clipboard. I can't say that. FanDuel uh, full lineups in uh, for. Uh, hybrid and GPP and a Yahoo full lineup. So definitely jump in there. Like I say, we're going for five wins in a row here. Uh, so you want to jump aboard with that. And then uh, for our members, we don't do a second podcast because this one's still relevant, uh, you know, throughout the weekend. But we will do weekend only lineups uh, on Friday night. We'll put that out around 830. And in a lot of we've done really well on those. And a lot of people just don't follow it uh, well enough on Thursday and Friday and are looking to get some action for the weekend. So we will put out lineups again uh, on Friday night. So uh, we've got it covered uh, wall to wall here. I love the Florida uh, <clears throat> turn here and swing for, for golf because, you know, we're, you're getting the earlier tee times and it allows you to, you know, to keep track and watch what's going on. So uh, I, you know, I'm, like the guys I mentioned, but I am going to, you know, probably have a couple foreigners in there knowing the weekend weather, you know, the, the Leishman's and Hatton's and Fitzpatrick's, et cetera, uh, will definitely be in play for me. So terrific stuff. We'd love to have you here as a member at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, a couple of options right now, if you want to just dip your toe in the water uh, or your golf ball in the water, if you will, um, you can try our three-day pass for $10. Just go to DFSCoachTalk.com. You can sign up there. And then, Andrew, you want to tell them about this 149 deal that you always want to call 199 I know. That's <laughs> even better than that. 149 and you get to be with us for three months with uh, full access to all of our sports, all of our lineups. You can do that right through our website uh, at DFSCoachTalk.com or if you're into sports betting and you're a new customer at betus.com.pa, then go there, make a deposit of 149, use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, and you're going to get to use the 149 at BetUS and get the free membership with us until June 1st. So jump in now so you get the full three months here, and uh, you're going to get our lineups in every sport all the way through. I'm going to have a lot of fun here this spring. So uh, after you sign up, just let us know on Twitter that you've done that, at DFS Coach Talk, and then we'll send you an email and get you into our Discord, and that's where we give out the lineups. Fantastic. And if you're watching this on YouTube here on the, on the way out the door here, take two seconds. That's all it takes. Three quick clicks. Thumbs up, subscribe, hit the little alert button. This way you know when our podcast post makes it way, way easier. And if uh, you want to follow us throughout the day, uh, you can follow all of us at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. Andrew is at Language Olympic, and I am at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. That is it, my friend. Any final golf words here other than four? Yeah, hit hit them straight. Hit them straight. (laughs) Keep them out of the water. Let's see if Bryson goes for the green on, on the 6T. Uh, that's going to be fun, and I think it should be a real competitive tournament. You know, not you know, you don't have the 
super high weighted DJ and all the, you know, the, the just JT and these guys, you've got a lot of guys that could possibly win this. A good betting tournament, you know? Absolutely. I can't wait. Excellent. All right. Well, we appreciate all of you that, that are checking it out. Our, our golf pod is growing ever slowly. And, uh, you know, we hope you get some good winners out of this. If you've been following us the last month, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you're you're listening to the cha-ching as well. So, uh, you know, we appreciate you. We're back here every Tuesday. And check out the pod throughout the week. It, you know, it has really good relevance for the weekend action uh, as well. So, for my partner in crime here, Mr. Andrew Hansen, I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>